Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ricardo. With this, we will be 4-0. I'm giving you a Christmas present. <laughs> and this looks really nice. What do you see? So you mentioned last time abstract painting. Mm-hmm. Looks like I have an abstract painting here. Will you will you hang it someplace? Well, without a doubt. Describe it, though. So I like the, the dripping. Uh, it's not like a, a great explanation, but for me, the idea is I like dripping, very thoughtful about the color of the background. Mm-hmm. And then I try to see what combination of colors will bring more strength to the surface. And that's what you're getting. All right. It's titled uh, Christmas Mood. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. So the Christmas season lasts for a while. So don't think that you're four and zero. You might be four and one. Anyway, we are about to begin for priests and for people in general. We are going to begin a few days that we're going to be in church a little bit more often than usual. Yeah, a lot going on and a little bit of odd timing this year with the calendar and how that matches up the liturgical calendar. Saturday we are celebrating Christmas and then Sunday we are celebrating already the the Feast of the Holy Family. Yeah. When a Sunday falls in the octave of Christmas is the Holy Family, only that this year happens to be right away the next day after Christmas. And if people aren't familiar or not Catholic, why that's a little extra confusing is, you know, we have, we have vigil masses. So mm-hmm. sometimes mass the day before a feast day or the day before Sunday. And when this, <laughs> when this is all on Saturday and Sunday, what do you, what do, you do about all that? Any, any mass on the 25th has to be a Christmas mass. So there, there cannot be a, a Sunday anticipation mass on Saturday evening this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there will be some confusion and, and I'm sure I will be standing outside the church at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday to, to drive people away. Well, let's look at the gospel. Let's focus sure. on what we do now. Yeah. <laughs> the gospel for Holy Family. Again, this is going to be on Sunday, December 26th. And you are reading, reading from Luke's gospel, chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances, but not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, 
sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. So this can be a, a bit of a confusing gospel because it sounds very historical, right? It, it, Jesus gets lost in the temple. That's the, the only story we have of Jesus between infancy to adulthood. And it could be confusing because it sounds like a story, like a real story. But then there is a lot of symbolism. The, the 12 years, the, the, the age of Jesus, mm-hmm. the three days that he remains lost, the reaction of his parents, it's, it's interesting. I'd almost step back for just a moment. There's almost, I don't want to call it an awkwardness, but there is something interesting about this particular account being in the Bible, just for something that you've mentioned. So we have Jesus's birth, and then we have this three years of public ministry. Hmm. But then we have this one, you know, this one kind of story here where he's a little bit older, but not an infant. Mm-hmm. I remember as a child, at least, and I, I think when people maybe hear this for the first time, they say, all right, so what's on either end of this? Why don't we have more of him as a youth? Or why don't we have a little bit more of him after infancy? So there's sort of this here. And I think one way to, to maybe address that is there's imagery here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so did this happen in exactly this way at this age? Perhaps, but there are other ways perhaps to explain this. Does that make sense? Sure. I'm using a lot sure. of words here. But yeah. But 12 is a very significant number, the 12 tribes of Israel. Or maybe I'm thinking socially, maybe 12 is the, the age that the child is not a child anymore. So... So here there is some, sometimes we have this problem, we're looking at, a, we're thinking about a 12-year-old in our society, and it's not the same as a 12-year-old in that society. So what does that mean? And, and it's interesting also that it says he's 12, then they, they find him in the temple, and then he goes back and obeys, like saying, I could do something else, but I'm going to obey to mm-hmm. you for, for, a few, for a few years. Lately, when I find a gospel difficult like this or difficult or that I cannot think of something like right away, I, I recently we had a talk at my parish about Lectio Divina. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the, you know, you read and something pops out and, and, and that's what you, you reflect on and that's how you pray from. And what his mother kept all these things in her heart. That is a, an amazing statement, I thought. Right. And probably that's a good opportunity for prayer or even for a homily. Well, exactly. There's a lot of opportunities to pray here. There's a really something that's very basic. And I think it might be a little more obvious to us, but a reminder that Jesus' family, they're devout Jews. Mm-hmm. And this really hits at home in so many different ways mm-hmm. to say, and Jesus is a Jew. And that's really his fundamental background, which mm-hmm. is this belief in God. And 
So something that I, that maybe is obvious to us, but I think is important to it can't be overstated, which is that Jesus's family, they're devout Jews. It seems really basic, but this really hits at home in really, really strong ways. But just maybe perhaps by the inclusion of this in Luke's gospel, there's, of course, a really powerful line, my father's house. Mm-hmm. If this was a movie, you'd hear kind of ominous music after that point, because this is, one might argue, a primary reason that leads to the crucifixion, is to say, all right, this is my father's house. Yeah, we will see in the, in the gospel as an adult that Jesus contradicts or questions many things, but he doesn't question that the temple, yes, he will say, I can dis- destroy this and rebuild it, the temple, but with the temple, he's very careful. You know, he contradicts, he dis- discusses other things, he questions many, the Sabbath or other things, but the idea that the temple is his father's house, that seems to be very, yeah. very clear. <laughs> doesn't water that down, doesn't waver from that, yeah, and yeah, yeah, very, very consistent. What else can we preach this time? Well, think about what we mentioned last time, just being in the Holy Lands and sort of keeping in mind the spaces here, but that long journey, a long journey of a long caravan here, journeyed for, for multiple days, and, and when he's gone. So when you first hear this, and again, I'd go back to, again, when I'm sort of a a child hearing this is like, oh my gosh, how did his parents lose him? Hmm. Remember, this is a caravan, a massive caravan of people. And it's normal that people would have mixed together here. But um, to keep in mind, just the importance of pilgrimages and walking and and traveling. There's something that's really important about that for Jews and, and Christians take that on as well. And you see something like that happening here. Just to appreciate these are not irresponsible parents. This is normal that they would have traveled in a large group for days. Yeah, I, I, and, 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 and what we know is that they would probably travel as a extended family and then a child could be with the cousins or the uncles or whatever, and that's why it would be normal to, to get lost. The, the historical approach to trying to understand why this happens, right? I like the image that he's sitting with adults and he's asking questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think that intelligence is shown in answers, and here it, it shows you that, that the intelligence of Jesus was shown in, in his questions, also in his understanding, but I like that, that it says this about the questions he was asking. Right. So maybe an invitation to us. Anyway, we can reflect about the feast also. We are reflecting about, we are celebrating the feast of the Holy Families, and and we pray for our families to be to be holy as well, right? Yeah, we, we pray for our families, but also I think a singular opportunity too to reflect on just our human family, which mm-hmm. we need to do so so much about our relationships. We, you know, you mentioned extended family, but also those friendships and, and, and others. Boy, do we need healing and, and need to work on that and to take that seriously, that we really are part of God's creation and family. And I think an opportunity to think about that as well, that broader, broader family. So I think that's good. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ricardo. Yeah. That'll be the sort of the feeling, I think, this weekend, but a good opportunity here to gather again on Sunday, a bon- you, bonus mass. You have an associate pastor, but I don't. So I'm looking forward to five masses in three days. Oh my gosh. Well, I've got masses at both parishes, so two parishes. True. So, But uh, I don't have as many as you. Very good. All right. See you next week. See you next week, Philip.
This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. 